welcome to a brand new episode of Behind the Scenes of Happiness, Motivation for Motivators. I'm your host, Christoph Spiesens, and I would like to wish you a very happy new year. It may not be the norm for Irish men to talk about emotions, but today's podcast guest, accounting exam coach James Perry, does it beautifully and effectively. In this episode, we talk about his mental health keynotes in schools, dropping his Catholic faith, necessary spiritual self-care for wellness professionals, how to stop people-pleasing, what traveling the world has taught him, and so much more. Enjoy. Today I'm talking with James Perry with a wonderful Northern Irish accent, uh, which you will hear in a moment. James is a public speaker. He talks in schools about mental health and entrepreneurship. He's a consultant. He is the podcast host of James Perry Presents. He's a certified executive coach. He is an accounting exam coach and last year was listed in the Northern Ireland 40 under 40 list, which celebrates best in business. And to top it all off, he is also a full-time carer for his dad, Jim, after doing the same for his late mother. James, thank you so much for being with us today. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much for having me, Christoph. That was a very, very grand introduction. I've never heard of being public. (laughs) <laughs> Thank you for that. You're quite welcome. Um, James, uh, the first question has got to be, how do you keep all those plates spinning without burning out? Can you, oh, can oh, you shed some light on that? Man. Do you prioritize? Um, how do you go about it? It's, uh, sometimes it just sort of happens, Christoph, but the priorities for me, well, you mentioned Ankur for my dad, so I took an extended period of time off my, my full-time job. So I'm a chartered accountant by trade. I am an accountant. So I took an extended period of time off. I'm, I'm into my second year now to care for that. And he's always been the priority. Yeah. And I sort of try and fit everything around that. In terms of priorities, typical accountant, I've got the good old to-do list. Or sorry, I should say must-do list, which I've renamed it. And I try and diarize and try and prioritize as much as I can with, with certain things. 2019 is definitely going to be a different slant on that because there are different projects that I am prioritizing. And hence, there's some things I have to just bin. So that's another thing I suppose I need to adopt. And that's saying no as well, occasionally. Mm-hmm. Um, as I am a very, very natural people pleaser. Mm. That's, my, that's my personality. And so now I actually have to toughen up in that respect and prioritize even more in this year and learn to say no a bit more this year. It's oh, a big one, isn't it, for people pleasers? Indeed, indeed. Uh, I've been a natural people pleaser all my life. Very much one of my strengths, but also, you know, it goes to the detriment of me as well. And whenever that actually that happens, you have to take a stand back and go, right, is this project or is this person does it serve me or is it good for me? Hmm. And then I make the decision off the back of that. So it's definitely something I've been learning over the years. I'm going to get stronger on this year. So you, you know when to take time out, you know how to prioritize, and now you're learning to put boundaries on your people pleasing. That's, that's, um, yeah, 
scale strong, that generosity, energy. perhaps. Mm. Do you? I'd like to talk about this a little bit further with you, if that's okay, because many of our listeners are natural people pleasers because we are all helpers and we are motivators and we are givers and we do that wholeheartedly. But sometimes when we do take a step back, it can come with a lot of guilt for people. Um, do you experience guilt sometimes when you have to say no to people or do you know that you have made the right and, and well-informed decision? So there's no guilt or less guilt? I would say I would have no guilt um, because mm -hmm. what, what you're saying to me in terms of probably the, the decision say no, Christoph, takes me a while. Mm. So I probably will have, with analyzed, typical accountant again, I've analyzed all the permutations uh, to, to come up with the, the answer of no. So I know I'm well within my rights mm -hmm. to say no once that, once that comes through. So I very rarely have ever said that guilt has actually been a part of my life. Mm -hmm. There's been other emotions that have been certainly a part of my life, but guilt maybe is, isn't one of them because uh, probably another thing that I, another trait that I would have had and, and working on is that of, of maybe overanalyzing situation, situations, mm -hmm. which, which again is a benefit in some instances and it's not in others. So guilt, maybe not, but certainly the people pleasing aspect is, is becoming less. Mm -hmm. it, you know, it, it's actually okay to be selfish on the right basis. If it's going to be good for you, it is actually okay to be slightly selfish for you occasionally. Yeah, and, and necessary, I would say, as well, sometimes. Yeah, definitely. And definitely what I've learned, James, is that when actually by holding back a little in terms of the giving, we serve people better because you allow them in different ways to fend for themselves, which is actually sometimes something that they need to learn. And if we are there with the overgiving and, you know, with, with all the help and with all the support all of the time, then we're actually doing them a disservice spiritually. Yeah. Uh, it's the good old story of, isn't it, is it the Chinese or the Japanese tea master? And he's pouring the tea into the cup and the cup is overflowing. Mm -hmm. uh, the student comes and goes, why are you doing that? And I think the analogy behind it is that you can't give anything out of a full cup. Mm -hmm. So you have to have to take a, a step. And it's something I've learned. Um, emotionally, I was completely full. I was overflowing, but I need a number of years ago, perhaps three or four years ago, Christoph, I had to take a stand back and go, I've done this too much for 35 years of my life. Uh -huh. I need to take a stand back and empty the cup slightly yep. to number one, learn more about myself and number two, give more to other people whenever the time's right. And that was the thing. Which is a win-win dynamic, isn't it? Without a doubt. Do you know, James, what's very refreshing um, and perhaps remarkable to our listeners is that considering you are based in Belfast, yeah. um, you talk very openly and very freely about emotions, which yeah. is something yeah. that strikes me. Which, I, uh, I would imagine that that's not the, not the norm, not always the norm in Northern Ireland. No. Um, so typically, even taking the, the, the country, the, the whole of Ireland into, mm -hmm. you know, being an Irishman, you don't talk. Sorry, Irishmen love to talk. You <laughs> talk about yourself. You know what I mean? You don't talk about emotions. And then coming from the northern part of the country, coming from Northern Ireland itself, mm -hmm. which has had a quite a unique past. Sure. Um, that's probably even been strengthened in terms of not talking and bottling things up. 
And where it came for me, Christoph, was that, yeah, um, up to, I was age 35, never spoke to anyone about any emotion whatsoever. And then it all came pouring out very, very dramatically. And the experience of that um, for, uh, and to be fair, once that started, it was 18 months of absolute hell, to be honest. Mm-hmm. That purging of me and I, there was lots of things in there. I'm, we'll maybe come on, come on to some of those. Mm-hmm. But that, that, that 18 months of pure hell where on occasions, Christoph, I thought I was losing my mind. And as a fully qualified chartered accountant, where you believe you're in control, you believe you're, you're articulate, mm-hmm. intelligent, mm-hmm. you believe you, you, you can analyze problems and sort them out. That was scary. That was very, very, very scary. So my message to people, and I go into schools, so I'm part of an organization locally here that goes into primary school, and also I work with, with um, secondary school and high school as well, and going in and talking about these things, especially to young men, because, you know, there's an epidemic of mental health problems, there's an epidemic of suicide, and especially within young men, and you have to get to a certain point to get to become suicidal. So let's try and break the chain of that or break that link and start talking more. You know, it certainly is something I'm passionate about now. Mm. If you if you said something, if you said psychology to me five years ago, Christoph, I would have laughed at, I would have laughed at you. I thought it would have been fluffy nonsense. That's honestly what I thought. But then going through my own journey with that, I realized that's the most important thing we have took a pretty good, pretty few radical steps to learn that. Mm-hmm. But I'm delighted that it was the most scary period of my life and also was the best, the most rewarding, and the most enlightening period of my life. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, but it's not for the, the faint-hearted, is it? Spiritual awakening. De- definitely not. No. Um, no doubt you've probably went through your own journey in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I have there's been certain people have called it certain things to me. So people have called it the dark night of the soul, which I find to be quite a dramatic interpretation of it. Other people have said to me, and I've read it in books, especially in business books, it's called re-rationalization. So you're re-rationalizing what's actually going on in your mind. Mm-hmm. So there's been a number of things that I've adopted and a number of things that I've dropped in my life. Um, so for example, I've taken on meditation. Uh, again, if you said that to me five years ago, I would have went, what are you talking about? Mm. Um, the other, I suppose, the most dramatic thing that, that I dropped was my religion, my mm. faith, which was a huge thing. So coming from Ireland, and especially I was raised a Catholic sure. in a very, very strong Catholic household. My father, who is my best friend and I adore, and I'm privileged to now care for, my father would have been a priest, a Catholic priest, if he didn't meet my mum. Uh, he, he's, he's admitted that. So his faith is massive to him. So I was brought up in this very, very strong Catholic upbringing, which does have lots and lots of strong values. It has taught me a lot. Mm-hmm. But it has got other restraints that I didn't necessarily think was right for my life then. So I had to... I went through the process of dropping that, which, to be honest, was a huge thing. And the other thing is, too, Christoph, is in Northern Ireland here especially, your religion is your identity. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, for right or for wrong, I'm not going to make a judgment on that. Um, 
in my opinion, raw people at the end of the day living in this in this part of the world. But it is a part of your identity. And once, so for example, in the North here, Catholicism and being Irish was nearly like one and the same. And I seen it as that. So I would see myself as an Irish person here and um, living in Northern Ireland and having to drop the, the religious element of that, my Catholic faith element of that was incredibly difficult. Hmm. So that's where that journey was very, very hard. And when you go into schools, James, and you talk about your story and the awakening, um, I would imagine the, the age bracket is mid to late teens. Is that, is yeah. that correct? Yeah. So yeah. What, are, what is the response that, because no doubt you will reach these people uh, at the core of, of their very being, but they might not always express that, I would imagine, especially at that age. Um, so how, what is the response that you get back from your audience and how do you prepare them for this, and I'm just going to quote the, the word that you use, this hell that potentially might you know, await them when they do explore their feelings and their emotions. And because it's almost like this is what we want, this is the direction we encourage you to go in and, and, and explore at least, but it comes with potentially it comes with hard work. So how, yeah. do you, how do you navigate that? How do you present this opportunity of personal development and spiritual awakening in a, in a, in a, in a practical way and an engaging way? All right, I have to be very, very careful of the way I do it because of this, the education system here. Mm. So the education system here in Northern Ireland is split into religious lines as well. So you have got your Catholic schools and you've got your Protestant schools. And you've got, you've got a small amount of integrated schools, which is both. But primarily, so the whole religious element, I don't necessarily touch on. Right. But what I do, Christoph, is that, and I am also engaged with another organization called Young Enterprise Northern Ireland, mm -hmm. which promotes self-development through entrepreneurship and through enterprise. And that's where I would probably develop that much more with yes. people. Yes. Uh, so you, you find a different entry point. Yeah. It's all yeah. about motivation and self-belief and confidence and, and those skills, isn't it? Because it was a byproduct of my journey as well. Mm -hmm. was, starting up, was starting up my accountancy exam coach business. Mm -hmm. Again, I never thought five years ago I'd be a businessman in, in, in the sense that I thought I was, I was a, a nine-to-five accountant that worked for someone. But then that came out of the mix as well. That came out of the, the journey was business and talking to people about business and things. So my self-development or what I'm talking to people about in terms of personal development and even the spiritual aspect of that will be probably wrapped around the, the framework of, the, of business and entrepreneurship. And what I, what I love is that, like me, you have made a conscious decision to make it very clear in your work that spirituality does not equate religion. And no. that spirituality is about... And forgive me if this, I don't want to put words into your mouth, but this is how I see it. It's, it's about being clear on your own values, your identity, the, the, the who, the why, and the how of your journey in life. And once you get clear or more clarity on that, everything else becomes easier to, your, to, to navigate. And, and whatever is in front of you, you see it as an opportunity for, for, you know, for learning, for personal development, rather than adversity or, or something really negative that you have to get through. Um, and, and to me, that is the, the definition of, of, a, of a real 
light worker, and I know that's a bit of a woo-woo word, but you, someone like yourself, you, you inspire and you reach people in, in, a, in a different way, but in a very practical way. You help them restore their self-esteem, their, their self-belief without a massive, you know, without being the spiritual guru. And you, don't, <clears throat> you, do, you do it in a, in a very grounded and practical, every kind yeah, of yeah. day-to-day method. Does that make sense? And, and no, I, I think that's very, very inspirational indeed, because that's what the world needs more of. And I'm very privileged to talk to many people in our field, but many do the thing, you know, the speaking on stage, um, doing the spiritual seminars, whatever, the retreats, great necessary work. But people come back from those events and then they kind of need to decompress from that positive energy back into their everyday reality, which is yeah. not always as easy as, as one would like it to be. Whereas you make the spirituality practical on an everyday basis. And I think that's absolutely, that's goldest. Well, I'll tell you how, actually what you have described, Christoph, is session one of my accounting exam coach module, my course that I give to people. Mm. So, you know, people will come to me for guidance, for example, in their accounting exams, and they expect me to hit the ground running with technical advice. And this is how you learn this, and this is mm-hmm. how you do profit and loss count, whatever that may be. My first session is mindset motivation session. <laughs> and it knocks people sideways and going, And exactly what you're talking about, in that, you know, why do you do what you do? It's a massive thing. On your, on your journey spiritually. So for example, uh, I'll give you two reasons why, why my, what, what my whys were. Number one was I was told I was a failure at the age of 11 by my school headmaster, my primary school headmaster. And number two was the illness of my mother. And my mother was, a, was in a coma, unfortunately, for 14 years, the last 14 years of her life. And myself and my dad had the privilege to care for her. Mm-hmm. They were my two whys. So I, I put that question right up front. Why are you doing what you're doing? then talk about goals, then talk about self-belief and the self-critic. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's where the spiritual bit comes in, mm-hmm. where people are, are very good at getting themselves pumped up and getting themselves roaring to go. Then the self-critic and the limiting beliefs come in and that knocks them right back down again, especially in the context of their exams, for example. The number of people that come to me, Christoph, and go, James, I can't pass exams. I'm a failure. Mm-hmm. And I go, well, okay, you're doing accountancy exams, sure there's evidence that you have passed you have passed exams previously. And they go, of course. Well, well you're not a failure. So it's it's getting right underneath the skin of their mm-hmm. their because if it's a very emotional thing too. You know, tackling these and accountancy exams are very tough. Mm-hmm. But tackling these exams are very, very tough and a very emotional thing. And and that's what does a bit of damage in terms of progress. So with my coaching, I touch on the spiritual, I touch on the emotional, but put it in a very practical thing, i.e., what is your end game? You're going to get a great qualification that's going to improve both your, your circumstances and your life to go and do what you want to do. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I touch on all those things in session number one. Um, it's so important is the spiritual end and the emotional end. I so wish you would have been around in my life um, when I was 17 or 18 years old, when I decided to quit university um, back in Belgium, because I didn't have a why at the time. And 
I failed is a big word I'm using here, but I, I changed direction as a result because I couldn't see the point of studying for all that time and, and what you offer would have been invaluable to me at the time. And it would have made me look at things completely differently and appreciate things in a different light. So um, thank you for helping students on their journey is what I can say from the bottom of my heart. Because Sorry, just to, to, mm. to make one point, just to go on that in terms of whenever people say they're a failure, right? Mm. And they say that they're, that they're losing on this. There's Conor McGregor, if you've ever heard of him, yeah, the sure. UFC mm -hmm. fighter. Mm -hmm. A lot of people have got mixed feelings of him. I've got mixed feelings about him. But his trainer, a guy mm. called John Kavanagh from Dublin, has got a book called Win or Learn. Yes. Which I think is a fantastic few words. And I think, and I tell that to everyone, win or learn. It's excellent stuff. There's only feedback, right? Correct. James, Correct. you're an, an avid traveler. Um, another um, thing, apart from spirituality and personal development that we, and caring for the elderly, I should say, uh, we have in common, is, is our passion for traveling the world. What has traveling taught you, or what does traveling continue to teach you, and how does it help you in your world, personal and professional? It, it, it's funny, I can, I can actually link this spiritually as well. So mm -hmm. I am very much, I adore Ireland. And I am going to say this, if it, it wasn't for the weather in Ireland, in my opinion, I live in the most beautiful country in the world. Mm -hmm. And uh, the entire island with its people, with its culture, with its history, with the 100,000 welcomes, where we are very hospitable people, mm -hmm. it's amazing. But we've got a very, very deep spirituality as well. And I mean that even from, from our Celtic roots. So things like, tra I, I, I traveled the whole of Ireland. I've done basically nearly everything. Every ancient monument there is in the country, I've probably been there. Uh, uh, there's a massive spiritual thing there. There's a massive connection that I have with those monuments. For example, mm -hmm. one of the oldest buildings in the world is in Ireland. It's about 60 miles away from me. Um, it's called Newgrange. And it's, it's older than the pyramids and it's older than Stonehenge. Wow. And there's a huge spiritual thing there um, on the, in the winter solstice, massive celebration. Mm -hmm. So Ireland is a huge connection with me. Even locally, Christoph, we've got my, the burial ground. Uh, my, my grandparents are buried on an, on an island, believe it or not. Mm -hmm. And there's three ruined churches there and people have been buried there for thousands of years. So, you know, there's a massive spiritual connection there. Mm -hmm. around, around the world, I am just back from a trip from Egypt. Mm -hmm. uh, hugely, hugely interested in Egypt. Whenever I was a young teenager, Christoph, people wanted to play the Nintendo and the Sega Mega Drive and the Super Nintendo. <laughs> I wanted to go to Machu Picchu. I wanted to go to, you know, the Great Pyramids. Mm. And I wanted to go to a place called Abu Simbel in Egypt. Mm -hmm. And thankfully, I achieved that lifetime ambition just over four weeks ago, as I stood and looked at Abu Simbel, and that's where Ramesses mm -hmm. II, the great pharaoh, declared himself divine. And I got very much, well, I'll actually contradict myself here. I never got as much spiritual sensation than I, th I thought I would have. It was actually off the beaten track where I went to, there's another pharaoh called Hapshetsut. I went to her mortuary temple, and the feeling I got there, Christoph, was extraordinary. And I sat there. I typically break off from a travel group. I broke off. I sat at the steps of the mortuary temple. I, I didn't cry. I'm not going to admit that I cried. 
but I was very, very close mm-hmm. to. Mm-hmm. Um, just the feeling that I got there. So my traveling, yeah. You know, you know the feeling, the feeling you get whenever you see Machu Picchu for the first time. Mm-hmm. The feeling you get whenever you see the Colosseum or or be in the middle of the Great Pyramid. These things to me are more than just travel. You know, they're, they're, they've been absolute lifetime ambitions, and if that connects in some sort of way. Oh, connection is connection is a beautiful word to oh, use completely. here. Mm. Completely. I sit here listening to you with a big smile on my face, James, because I've been to Machu Picchu. I've been inside the Great Pyramid. I've been to so many of the places that you mentioned. And connection is, because I was trying to find a word to describe the feeling as, as you were, I suppose. And, and connection is probably the best word. It's connection to oneself, to, to life. It's connection to the beyond. It's connection to the whole of humanity, I would say. And it just all kind of comes together as one, um, that's how I would express it. And it where, brings, where would be your favorite place, Christoph? Karnak where, Temple. Okay, you find that more, more in Karnak. I completely relate to that. Karnak Temple, um, I have to, and I write about this in, in, in my book, I think Machu Picchu in terms of stillness is beyond description. Yeah. I, like, like yourself, I'm, <laughs> I'm a keen, you know, um, I like to venture off on my own. Like when I, whenever I'm traveling with a group, it's like, okay, thank you and goodbye. I know where I am now. I'll take it from here. And I kind of, so with Machu Picchu, I remember walking much further up on the hill and the view that you have of the ancient site is just, oh, it's breathtaking. I think you went to the sun gate. <sighs> that was that where you, went, you must have walked to. Probably, yeah. I can't, re- I can't recall. I spent my 30th birthday um, at Machu Picchu and I believe the profile picture of, from, that I'm using uh, for the podcast promo of you is taken at Machu Picchu. Am I right? Because there seems to that be that one. Right, that is actually the that is the cloud forest on the Inca Trail on the way yeah. to Machu Picchu. Okay. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. yeah. it, it looks very familiar. Um, but the stillness at that place. Uh, my, my big spiritual awakening there is was quite humbling in that I thought as because I was quite different spiritually than I am today because when you first get into spirituality it is well for me at least it was more about perhaps the the, I don't know I'll just use the word perhaps the more the airy fairy more than the authentic self you know selfness of things um and, and so i thought i was going to get visions when, when i was there and direct voices in my ear and all of that kind of stuff and and of course none of that happened but what did happen was perhaps the biggest insight i could ever get and that was that everything can be found in stillness and it was almost as if everything that I was looking for and longing for, like the clear guidance, the steps ahead, you know, this is what you should be doing with your life. This is the path, blah, blah, blah. None of that happened. But what happened was a complete restoration of self-confidence and encouragement, unspoken encouragement that we are here to do something with this life and at least explore what we can do with this life. And that's what I got from... Machu Picchu in Karnak. Karnak Temple was incredible because it was almost like a past life experience in that I felt intuitively I knew exactly where I was going. (laughs) And obviously I had never been there. So different places give us different things that we can learn from in terms of 
trust, in terms of self-confidence, in terms of, you know, all sorts. I completely agree with that one because, uh, to be honest with you, I'll be very, I get more connection actually locally as well, believe it or not. So I've mentioned, a few, for example, Newgrange, the old, one of the oldest buildings in the world is in Ireland. I come from a small village of 500 people and it's called Lockan Island. And mm -hmm. I'm, curr I'm currently sitting in my family home here. Mm -hmm. My family home is 130 years old and was built by my great-grandfather. My mum, believe it or not, was born and died in the very same room in this house. Mm. So there's a massive connection with me and this house. So I then meant, I previously mentioned our burial ground, our old mm -hmm. graveyard in the village mm -hmm. on an island, three ruined churches, the old church is 950 years old. Then you move further on down the village and we've got an ancient burial chamber of three and a half thousand years old. And that's all within a two-mile stretch of road from me. And that's something that we have in Ireland that is very unique in a way. That you can, from any point in Ireland, you can drive 10 miles away and you can find something that's incredibly ancient. And it is that connection. And that's maybe where, you know, people would say spirituality is is woo-woo or, or whatever that is, Christoph. I find it's just, as you quite really have hit it, it's a stillness in your mind to get you to think a bit more clearly. So, you know, I've been to Varanasi in India mm -hmm. where I've seen the Babas sitting on the steps meditating all day. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I've been on the boat in the Ganges and witnessed that. But am I going to do this today? I'm going to walk one mile. I'm going to go to our old graveyard on the island. There's a roadway made to it now. And I'm going to sit in the old church for 20 minutes and just breathe and that's where I take to me that's not woo woo or or this fluffiness mm -hmm. this is just simply getting away and caring for yourself which it took me up to 35 years to realize that yeah. and and connecting connecting back to yourself right and I am sitting in my old ancient roots in, in my Irish sort of heritage mm -hmm. And if I can connect there, and my grandparents are actually, my, actually my great-great-grandparents are buried on the island as well. And, you know, that's how far back I can connect. Mm. Or you can, you can then go walk another mile and sit on a, th a three-and-a-half-thousand-year-old burial chamber and connect to my Celtic roots. So, you know, there's something that anybody can do. If you can find something that's close to you or connected to you on a personal level, go and be there and just sit and look after yourself. Mm. Yep. and that's something that I find very useful James we've mentioned your dad a couple of times uh, yep. for our listeners I would really like to encourage all of you to go to um, James's YouTube channel and perhaps subscribe there as well it's called James Perry Presents and one of the episodes you can find there is a conversation he has it's I think it's a Facebook live event that you're doing right yeah. Uh, yeah. with with his dad Jim and it's it's hilarious it's moving it's raw it's real it's a conversation about life I would say and <laughs> yeah. it's it's wonderful so by all means after this podcast put that one on your list because it's it's so beautiful James we've talked about quite a lot we've talked about self-care we've talked about how we can help others in grounded very practical ways with our spiritual beliefs and and insights 
Is there anything that you would like to leave our listeners with in terms of practical tools or motivation boosters or anything that you would like to add to our conversation? Yeah, without a doubt, Christoph, and it's been very topical for me over the last couple of weeks. And it's to say, just to mention to your listeners this, it's actually okay not to be okay. Hmm. So there are so many people, you know, you can watch all these motivational things and you can listen to me and you can go and get super pumped, but you can have bad days. And I've had, to be perfectly honest, over Christmas, I wasn't feeling the, the greatest over the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And that's through maybe memories of my mum. Mm-hmm. That is maybe memories of, you know, unfortunately I've lost a dear friend yesterday um, who just passed away and that really got me. It's actually okay to feel not good sometimes. Mm. But it's about, that has to be your 5%, you know, of your life. It's about then getting back onto the horse and traveling forward again. Mm-hmm. If you need to mope about the house for one day and, you know, sit and connect to something or be quiet or mope about the house and feel sorry for yourself or cry, go and do it. Go and get rid of that, that, those emotions. Yes, and morning, yes, wake yes. Up, wake up again and do it. I'm gonna, I was with an, an accountancy student last night mm. who's doing an exam this Saturday to become fully qualified chartered accountant. And she said, James, today I was going to really cry. I'm really feeling the pressure. And she said, I snapped out of it and I took your advice and I went, don't cry. And I said to her, why didn't you cry? Mm-hmm. You know, actually get it out. And she went, James, that, that could have been one hour of my time wasted that I could have been studying. Mm. And I went, but cry for 10 minutes. Get that emotion out of your system and then get back to your studying. Mm-hmm. Then hit it really, really hard. So what I would say to everyone out there is it's good to be, it's, good, it's fine to feel not good, but don't let it overtake the other opportunities you have in your life. That's mm. certainly one thing I would say. And I've had a, I've had a fairly poor two weeks, but it's been good. It's a good, it's a new year. I'm taking the rest of this week off. I'm going to read. I'm going to look after myself, and then back on Monday, I'm getting back into it again, back into my work. Absolutely, and, th- and thank you so much for sharing that. But c- compared to you know a, a poor two weeks, compared to what? Compared to what maybe society or Facebook tells you the ideal two weeks look oh, like. I mean, it's, so oh. it's all it's all relative, isn't it? It's so okay. I loved what you said about get rid of it. Get rid of it. It's like get it out of your system. Cry, be sad, be whatever. Let whatever emotion that needs to come up, come up. Because there's a great, for people who are not cool with this, this is what I would like to add. It's perfectly fine to let things come up and get rid of them. It's not okay to dwell on them. So. Because yeah. people think, oh my God, once I start opening up, then all, kind of, all kinds of you know, shit is going to hit the fan. Well, yes, it, it probably will do, but that's fine. Let it come out. Make a promise to yourself that you don't have to dwell on it. There's a difference between working with something, not even on something, but with something, as I always say, in order to transcend it versus dwelling on something. I think that's, that's what make it, makes a difference between, or one of the things that makes a difference between a victim and a victor. Yeah, my thing is, and maybe the people who know me or, or watch some of my mm-hmm. stuff, 
they know I'm not. I, I take things maybe on the harder edge of spirituality or of business mm-hmm. or whatever that may be. Mm-hmm. In that, I sort of put it in the fact, Christoph, that I don't do bullshit. Mm. So, you know, people will be chatting to others that are maybe very fluffy and very sugar-coated and very much, you know, oh, you'll be fine. and No, you won't be fine. And it's, it's fine not to be fine. It's human. <laughs> You're going to have bad days. But some people, uh, it's maybe a marketing thing for them or it's mm. maybe the, the social media bullshit that there's a perfect life out there. No, it's not perfect. You're going to have bad days. It's learning how to deal with it the best way you can and then moving forward. And now, ta- tailoring, the, sorry, go on, I interrupted. No, sorry, I, I'm just, I'm go- you know, sometimes I don't practice what I preach. In fact, a good bit of the time I don't practice what I preach. And the reason why that is, is because I'm normal. I'm a human. Mm. You know, you don't take on your own advice. Yeah. And that's grand. That's fine. You know, I came out of, thank goodness, you know, this time last week, I wasn't feeling great. And thank God I'm on this side of it. It's okay. You see what you're feeling. and Don't beat yourself up. That's another one. Uh, I used to be a classic, Christoph, at beating myself up about not taking on my own advice or not taking on other people's advice. Mm-hmm. Where you are where you are on the 3rd of January 2019. Mm. Just trying to deal with things a wee bit better and move on with it all. But especially tailoring this even further to our audience, the title of the podcast is Behind the Scenes of Happiness. Helpers and motivators in particular struggle with this, oh, it's okay to not be okay, because we often believe, we wrongly believe that we need to be perfect the whole time because that's our brand. That's what we help others with. And that is yeah. bullshit with a capital B. And um, what I've learned, because we are not robots, we're human beings and losing loved ones, um, challenges on all accounts happen for us as well. You know, I sometimes say to friends like, or oh, today I'm a positive mess. Um, and those are the days where I am aware that I need to sit with something to work with it in order to come out of it but i know that this is happening for my greater good um so therefore it's a positive thing but i i'm guilty of for, for many years pretending um and again not for the not for the wrong reasons it was for the right reasons but pretending that everything was you know rather perfect which is which is crap because it wasn't <laughs> Well, I'll give you an example, actually. I'll tell you exactly what happened to me over the last couple of weeks, Christoph. Is that 99% of the time, so for your listeners out there, mm-hmm. my mom my had MS. Mm. Um, I'm an only child, so I never knew my mom ever to be well. By the age of me being seven, my mom was completely wheelchair-bound. And by the age of me being 14, she was in a coma. Mm-hmm. And she was in a coma for the next 14 years. And me and my dad cared for her here at home. So I had that. And then um, two years ago, my dad was diagnosed with prostate and spinal cancer. He also needed a hip replacement and he had arthritis in the back. So 99% of the time, I see that as the greatest privilege that I've ever had. Mm-hmm. That at 39 years of age, I've been primary care for both my parents. But the one or two days that I had over Christmas, I was why me territory. Why did, why did that have to happen to me? Mm-hmm. Why, why did, you know, I never really knew my mom. Why did I have to go through that? 
Why did I have to be an only child going through that? And why am I here now with my dad in this circumstance? Because one thing I've always wanted to do was I would want to travel and work abroad. At the minute, I can't do that, obviously. So I went into that spiral for one or two days of poor me, you know, pity for James, all that sort of thing. But now I'm back to the very, very much my belief, the 99% of the time belief where my mum became my baby and I can't express to you in words how much I loved her. I can't, I can't tell you. And my dad is my best friend. And the evidence of that will be in the video on the YouTube channel. My dad is such a character. So thankfully, I was able to take those two days. Right, James, that's it done. I've had the, bad, the two bad days. Let's move on. So that's what I'm saying. You're 100% right, Christoph. The, the other motivational speakers, and for people who are watching motivational speakers, are looking at these YouTube clips or whatever that may be. No, you're not watching people who are, you know, they're not infallible. You know, they're very much human as well. So you're okay to have the bad days, but the trick is maybe to get that anchor in place or that exercise in place or whatever that may be that will stimulate you to get, wake up tomorrow morning and get back to it again. That's definitely a key thing. Wonderful. James, thank you very much for your insights, your energy, your openness. I think this particular podcast is a little gem. I hope it has inspired many people to find or to consider finding ways of bringing their interest in spirituality and the way they motivate people down to even more practical levels so that they can make an even greater impact in the world. Um, and I feel that some of those shifts in thinking have happened for people. Um, so I'm, I'm truly grateful for that. I would like you to also mention to our listeners how they can best get in touch with you if they want more information about your um, accounting, coaching services, and so on. So how can they reach you, James? Certainly, Christoph. Um... And it's not just even accountancy, students, you know, if anyone wants to talk to me for anything in terms of my experiences in life or whatever that may be, LinkedIn will be the primary right. way of contacting me. Um, just type in James Perry, it'll mention accounting exam coach, it'll mention speaking, etc. So that, that is me. Mm-hmm. Um, but LinkedIn's prim- primarily the, first, the best way of getting me. Even if they want travel advice on Egypt? On anything at all. Absolutely. Okay, Jim. Thank you again, and I'll speak to you again soon. Thank you, my friend. I hope you have enjoyed listening to today's episode. If you would like to connect with me, please visit christophspeesons.com. You can find me on all major social media. And if you're enjoying Behind the Scenes of Happiness, why not leave a review on your favorite podcast platform, subscribe, or perhaps share your favorite episodes with your friends and colleagues. If you have feedback or you would like to get involved, please do send me an email at connect at That's it for today. Thank you, and I'll speak to you again on the next episode. Bye for now.